Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast. And I am here today with an extra special interview with one of my Instagram favorites, Kevin Curry, founder of Fitman Cook. Um, before I let you speak, Kevin, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through your your bio. He is one of the most popular healthy food bloggers and has uh, one of the largest social communities in the world. In 2012, overweight and working long hours in corporate America, Kevin knew he needed to make a change in his diet. Kevin's message is simple. Our bodies are built in the kitchen, sculpted in the gym. Um, We're going to fast forward to today. Kevin has more than 2 million social media followers, over 25 million YouTube views, and is the founder of one of the top selling food and drink apps, Fit Men Cook, which has more than 1 million downloads worldwide. Kevin's goal through Fitman Cook is to inspire people to live healthier, live a healthier, more balanced lifestyle without compromising on taste and flavor. Um, One of the main reasons why we're talking today is a little under a month from now, on December 4th, Kevin will be releasing his brand new cookbook, Fitman Cook, where he shares over in this blew my mind, 100 easy quick meal prep recipes that will save you time, money, and inches on your waistline helping us to get healthy on our own terms. Kevin's book shares everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle each day from, and we're going to get into this, grocery lists to common dieting pitfalls to his 10 commandments of meal prep, as well as his personal story of overcoming depression and weight gain to start a successful business and a fitness mo- and fitness movement. Okay, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. What's going on? (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So I am a huge fan of yours. I have been for a long time. Um, I think I found you by way of Instagram. Um, I am better because I think I like cooking. I'm better at sort of dieting than I am at going to the gym. So I'm always looking for people who are making healthy things that look good, which I think you are a master of. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Mm I tell you what, that's how I got fit myself, just starting out in the kitchen, because I was like most people trying to work out so many hours of the day and not looking at the results and not seeing the results in my body. But I tell you what, once you start cooking in the kitchen and mm-hmm. really get your food up, oh my God, the weight just literally begins to fall off of you. That uh, I love that. So a lot of my listeners, um, I want to start at the beginning, have been sort of sold this dream by their families or even society in some cases. They figure they're going to graduate from college. The more prestigious, the better. And the success follows just as soon as you're done. Um, I read that after you graduated from Harvard, you just knew all the good things are going to be coming your way. What happened, Kevin? Yeah, <laughs> um, a lot of stuff happened after Harvard. You know, um, I, you know, I was I actually bought into that dream, too, that like everything was just going to be OK. And mm-hmm. I was going to be on the up and up. Um, and the stock market crashed in 2008. Um, at the beginning of that school year too, I actually had a pretty bad breakup. Um, it did, it was not a happily ever after. So that with the, you know, with the stock market crash, um, I found myself back at square one. So Mm -hmm. I actually worked in Boston for a few more months and then went back home to Dallas and where, where I grew up, you know, my family does well, but we're definitely not a rich family at all. Like, by okay. any, and, and so we, in fact, growing up, I would help my family out just the same way that other people kind of do. And so mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't have a safety net. 
okay. all that to say. So one of the things that I had to do was um, when I got back is I actually had to go on welfare. Um, and got my food stamp. Yeah, um, got my food stamps. And it was one of the most humbling things that mm-hmm. I've ever done, um, but also one of the most eye-opening ones as well. And mm-hmm. I tell this part of the story because it actually does influence a lot of the health and wellness journey. Um, at the time, I'm going to just fast forward here. When mm-hmm. I decided to really start getting into fitness and really looking at my diet and examining it, I was going to places like Half Price Books because stuff was much cheaper there and mm-hmm. buying stuff about like nutrition and learning how learning how to put together a diet. Right. And so with the limited income, all I had were just my food stamps at the time. Wow. So yeah. that so that taught me a lot about creativity. It taught me how to be creative on on with, with like a very small budget. Mm-hmm. So all of that really influenced my journey um, um, in a really significant way. That yeah, that's imp- I uh, I got a lot of questions about um, sort of how to be fit with a limited income, and so um, yeah. one of the t- I, I was in the last semester of college for me, I took a nutrition course because it fit my schedule best. And I remember raising my hand in class and kind of being like, you know, I can't afford to be healthy. And I remember the teacher fired back at me and was like, how much is a bag of black beans? And you right. know, at the time, I think it might, they may have been 89 cents or 99 cents, you know? And so I guess before I move on, uh, because you were on welfare, what sort of things were you buying? You know, what are cheap ways for us to eat healthy? Because it's, it, it, it does seem expensive. Right. You know, it, um, it is expensive. Finished, finished healthy goods are really expensive. I'll put it that way. True. The finished. raw finished goods, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty pricey, but the raw ingredients and what we're talking about really are not. Um, mm-hmm. and so really, you know, I, um, as much as I didn't have time to cook, I also couldn't afford not to cook, <laughs> you know, right. so that actually yeah. helped me out. It kind of forced me into the kitchen in a way to say, mm-hmm. Hey, you can't spend $75 every week on lunch. You just can't afford that. So yeah. in, in terms of, you know, like what I did is I actually started to buy things in bulk. So I was, mm-hmm. um, over at Sam's, I was over at Costco, Quite mm-hmm. often, my, my mom would go there, and I would give her certain things to buy. You know, if I couldn't go, and there, right. and so I would do something like you know, like buying almonds in bulk, mm-hmm. buying the chicken breasts in bulk. You know, a funny thing here is a lot of people ask me about organic produce and what's my take on that. This yeah. is the first time I actually said this, actually, okay. like out loud. <laughs> but part of the reason why I never bought organic produce is because I could never afford it. So right. I never really got into this hype that like you've got to buy organic produce in order mm-hmm. to be healthy because I was losing weight and feeling great mm-hmm. with just buying the regular produce. Right. So, so. I, so I, I, I kind of realized that there was a difference though when we're talking about the higher quality meat. So okay. when I stopped, so I would, so I tell people now, if you want to save money and budget and, and you do eat meat, then I would highly advise you to um, to spend the bulk of your money on buying high quality protein if you are. Okay. Um, there are people out there that will disagree with that and people are really gung-ho about the whole organic produce, but I just have not seen a significant difference and not really too many studies out there that show that it's actually worth it. Um, same. Part of it, pardon, pardon? I said same, agreeing. I haven't either. Yeah. You know, so 
part of it is just, you know, the perception of people using pesticides and other types of chemicals in order to clean things. But I mean, to be quite honest, we put far, far worse in our bodies. Yes, we do. People will say, oh my God, this is disgusting. I was like, you take all these supplements. Right. Bro, you can't. <laughs> you can't, right. Don't, don't try it. Right. Um, yeah. But, um. But in terms of budgeting, though, spend spend it on the higher quality protein on things that are like grass fed because you because that part is actually pretty important. Um, and you'll notice like a big difference in taste too whenever mm-hmm. you know like you cook those. My my skin began to clear up. Mm. Um, I felt better whenever I started to purchase higher quality protein. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. That's. That's. I'm on the same. I'm on the same page with you. Is that I will focus on the higher quality meats. Um, I do, this is a lot of, I feel like this is, we could talk about, we could talk about working out, we can talk about, uh, food, diet and all that, but it seems like your lifestyle changes and success went hand in hand. What do you think changes for us internally, Kevin, when we make the decision and commitment to live healthier? Do you feel like, what do you think changes? Uh, your mentality and Mm -hmm. your perspective, you know, that's such a brilliant question because I, I deal with and, and work with people a lot on the element of change. And I can always tell the person who's ready that mm-hmm. can make the change and the person who's not. Um, okay. And the person who's ready to make that change, they have their whole perspective and their mentality and their approach to living is different. They're not really trying to, they, they have an end goal in mind, right? right. They, they, they can see what they want their life to look like in the future, but they're not hurried and rushed to get there. Mm. And so my advice, that's always the best approach. And and, and the reality is everyone is going to learn that lesson because they're going to try to do everything at once. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Everyone has to do that. Everyone has to go through this hazing process. Mm -hmm. So what I tell people is that whenever you're ready to make a change, just start making a change. So what that looked for for me was um, I, I was always weight cycling, going back and forth between being overweight and skinny because I didn't know how to do stuff. And I would just start running a whole bunch. Okay. But, and I got tired of that. So what it looked like for me was like, hey, all right, Kev, you are spending a lot of money at lunch. And this is where maybe like you can begin, right? Okay. So I just started out prepping my lunch and did that nice. for about two or three weeks. Okay. And then guess what happened? I got my confidence up. I felt good. Mm-hmm. I felt really confident that I could, hey, you know what, Kev? This, you know, like this is doing, going well. You actually lost some weight this yeah. week. Um, why don't you try to do breakfast? And then why don't you try to do your um, post-workout meal? And little by little, I began to make these small changes to my diet and to my lifestyle. And to all of a sudden, I didn't, I mean, like literally it just happened that my regular diet was a healthy diet. Like everything yeah. that I was doing was healthy. And it wasn't that I was trying to, it was just, it just kind of happened. But right. that is the compounded effect of healthy eating and healthy living. You know this, whenever you yeah. eat something, whenever you exercise, you're like, damn, I feel just healthy. I feel good, you know? <laughs> you do. And then, right, right, you know. and then you're like, let me go get a green smoothie. Oh, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. All of a sudden, let me go drink some green real quick. I'm, you know, I'm feeling myself. Yes, you know, and, yes. and so that's why it's so important to start small yes. and do those small things and to celebrate your mm-hmm. success. You know, like yourself 
And then to continue to build on that, you don't have to go and do everything at once. I call that the boiling the ocean approach. Oh, it's a good little one. by little. We're just going to heat up the entire ocean. Yeah, little by little. Yeah, that's amazing I, that you answered my question because I was going to say, what was the? Do you remember the first step you took to become healthier? Because I feel like my first step was, and I love to share this with people, is I just stopped drinking soda. I stopped Ooh. drinking soda, and then I stopped drinking juice. And and what I would do is like I started cutting the juice. So I would just yeah. put half water, half lemonade. And then, you know, I got to the point that everything started to taste too sweet. So yeah. um, and I do agree with you. It's like it, there's something about working out and like you're like, you know what, I'm going to have my green juice. I'm going to take the stairs. And before you know it, you're just <laughs> even if it feels fake, it's like you're feeling like, oh, no, no, no. I'm that girl. You know, I eat salads at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I do it. now, you know, it's like, I'm in my workout clothes. It is, it is so, so true. But I, I read that you blew up kind of on social with your banana split recipe. Is that yeah. true? What, yeah. do you, what do you think it was about that recipe that um, began the sort of fitment cook rage? You know, a couple things. I think that um, maybe it was a unique approach to something that I was already kind of doing. So what it was is I would go running every single morning or walking around the block as part of my mental and my wellness routine. Okay. And um, every day after that, I mean, I, and like after that, every morning I would have this banana split and it was just a banana with some Greek yogurt, some granola, some cacao chips, and then some blueberry. Okay. Really simple. And I put that on to IG and Tumblr, I believe, and um, people really liked it. And I, I think that visually it was this idea of taking something that's historically or like traditionally seen as this really decadent, um, high calorie, saturated fat type of dish and flipping it. And it was still just as vibrant. It looked delicious. It looked filling as well. And the best thing is it looked healthy. Mm -hmm. So I think that was part of it. It was in that, in that era really didn't exist quite yet in social media. This was around 2012. Okay. You know, late, late 2012 when that happened. And then the second thing that kind of happened was that that was also posted around the time, I believe, um, around like the new year time. So it was like between the later months, between like November, December, January. And what happens at the top of the year is that everyone is trying to go ahead and get fit. So you got mm -hmm. this picture that was posted that everyone's like sharing around. Plus, it just so happens it's kind of hit like a nerve with people like, I need to get my life together. I'm trying. <laughs> yes. And that just kind of happened. And then just people just begin to follow me even more. Yeah, that's I feel like right now you are sort of living the current American dream. You quit your job or you didn't have a job success and you're successful doing what you love. You're huge on social I feel with a lot of my listeners, I feel like they kind of want to skip some of the steps. Right. Um, and not really understanding that a lot of people who are popular were prepared. Um, how do you believe like maybe your education or even one of your first jobs or some of your first jobs helped prepare you for this moment? Because you, there's no way all these companies, I mean, you've got deals on top of deals on top of deals. I saw you with Michelle Obama. I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it actually prepared me quite a bit. Okay. You know, 
I looking back, it's easier to kind of put the pieces together. But when you're in it and when you're in the thick of it, sometimes you don't really realize that things are happening for a reason. So I know people always say that, but it actually does. And and, and we're all on the path that we're supposed to be on right now. And you just got to yep. realize that and accept that and embrace that there. There is purpose in everything that you're doing. So for me, yes. working in corporate America really did prepare me. One of my best bosses, um, I ended up getting a job um, and I was doing quite well at it. And then I got a job offer from, from Google and, mm. and uh, yeah. And it was right about the time where I was thinking, I was like, Hey, should I quit this job to go and do Fitman cook? But at the same time, Google is, is also asking me, Hey, can you come be a, a product manager? And one of my old bosses gave me some of the best advice that I, that I, um, have ever had in my entire lifetime. And he said, Kevin, first off, if you're coming to me to ask me if you are, if you should be taking the job over at Google, um, then that just shows that you don't want to take that job already because nobody turns them down for a job. Mm-hmm. Secondly, wow. everybody keeps talking about this cool thing that you're doing called like Fit Men Cook. I'm not sure what it is because, you know, I'm old. I'm not on social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. but it sounds like it's a pretty cool thing. So here's what I tell you. You, you walked away from our company and I'd hire you back today. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about doing this is that at the end of the day, you want to be able to set your grandkids down on your knee and mm-hmm. say, hey, here's this really cool thing that I did called, called Fit Men Cook. Here's how I effed it all up. <laughs> <laughs> or here's how I did it well. Now you go do something better. Mm-hmm. It really made a lot of sense to me. Yep. And I, and I bring that up for a reason because like part of starting is being courageous enough to go out there and put yourself out there in a brand new way. So yeah. when he said that something kind of clicked in my mind, it was like, I just got to go and do this. I don't have a safety net. Like with my parents, I just kind of got stable financially, but you know what? I'm just going to go, go ahead and go for it. Yep. You sacrifice so much already in school and with student loans and everything else and your different internships you do all those things not to sit down and and to sit quietly in someone's corner. You do it so you can take risks. So you can put yourself out there. And I want people to know that about Mm -hmm. themselves, that you are dope enough, that Mm -hmm. you are dope enough to go out there and create real change in the world in whatever avenue you want. But you just got to first take that first step. So that's what that looked like for me. Um, That boss taught me how to work smart and not necessarily hard. So there are different things that I've, you know, just being like, being like an entrepreneur, you think it's going to get easier for you because you can make your own schedule. It's like not, (laughs) not, it's not at all. Um, so it it taught me how to multitask, how to bring people in, how to work with people across teams. One of the biggest things that it's helped me out with, um, is actually how to engage and having skills. So this is important for people to understand too, especially if you're a blogger out there listening to this podcast is that it's, I'm still getting used to this idea that like a large part of the success that I've had too, with brand partners and working with other brands is that, um, I actually know how to engage with them. Okay. So, And what that looks like for me is that I'm a really enthusiastic person just by like nature. I love And if we got into the car like right now and we wanted to, you know, to start something, I would have ideas for days, just throwing stuff out the wall to find out like what sticks because that curiosity really drives me. Okay. 
you know that there aren't people out there that don't pitch the company, you know, like, you know, they don't pitch the corporations. Oh, I, yes, I do know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, yeah. And I want the bloggers out there to know that, that money is just sitting there. Opportunity is just sitting there waiting for you to do it. Yep. But there are, it's, I, I would say it's probably like about 10% of yeah. out there that actually actively engage with corporations. A lot of people are um, sitting around, you know, they get to a point where people come to them. Right. But I think, I think some of the maybe smaller or more up and coming bloggers don't realize that companies are looking for micro influencers as well. They're looking for people with new ideas, like people who are willing to do things different because let's just say your platform's small, they can introduce you to theirs, you right. know? So you can't be afraid. You can't be like, oh, well, I'm not like Kevin. So I'm not even go-. like, you know, they can see that you have a deal with someone. Well, I'm not big enough. It's like, that doesn't matter. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's all that. And here's some good news for the micro influencer these days. And, and, and by micro, I'm just saying that maybe your following is not as large today, right now in this moment. There is a, mm-hmm. There's um, beginning to be a huge shift in social media where the brands are actually backing away from larger influencers and going much yep. more the micro, the micro influencer route because the perception of authenticity is there. Yep. That's exactly it. So, is, so, if you're around, yeah, yeah, and and people don't get me wrong, people pitch us all the time, and I say no more often than not, just because you know, like when I was overweight and I was really trying out with this, um, trying to get healthy, mm-hmm. I promised myself that like I would only do things that I actually believe in, yeah, if I had the opportunity. So that's why you don't see too many brands come across my page, and everything that is come across my page, it's it's been tested several yeah. times over. I mean, like there's no product that I will ever endorse or ever be sent to me without me trying it out first. And it's a very, and sometimes it can be kind of frustrating for brands to know that, but I, I, I just think it's really important because I was that dude that spent so much money on products because somebody told me to, I'm that guy. Right? If you tell me yes. to go buy, I'm buying it. I, me I too. do that. <laughs> yes, that is exactly, it's in my cart. I'm on Amazon. I'm buying it right this moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, you know, I've, I've learned how to kind of find like that balance. And um, so, so the, you know, the point of all that is mm-hmm. those I learned from the corporate America, um, you know, corporate America, working with, you know, with people in different consulting projects, working across cultures and, I'll, and actually um, leading projects um, really have helped me out today because those are the same skill sets that I use on a daily basis. Okay. So that's the thing. I always feel like you'll see someone and you'll think they blew up overnight, but they've got a lot going on behind them. And so I have to ask you this because I'm wondering if there are any sort of food blogger secrets that you'll share with me, even if it's just one. I recently went to the home of a very popular food blogger and I was blown away that when I got there that there was like an assistant there preparing like the ingredients for uh, lunch and that there was a photographer there. So is there anything you're willing to share with us to maybe help someone get to the next level or is it all top secret? No, no, definitely. It's it's not top secret. I think that, um, you know, first off, if you're trying to get, get into food blogging, then just know first off that it is one of the more expensive forms of blogging. Um, not just in costs, but just in the time it takes. So just, just know that. And I say that because whatever you start doing right now, like if you start out on the high end trying to do everything that looks like 
super picture perfect and camera ready and looks like it yeah. could be like everything. That's great stuff. That's really expensive in terms of like your time and whatnot, but that's something that you're going to have to keep up. Yep. So whatever you start, start <laughs> right now, make sure that you can maintain. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was just laughing because I, I, I love your photos and I remember when I first started like, cause I love like cooking on, on social and everybody's like, why don't you do a book or something like this? And yeah. I remember just looking at your pictures. Like I would make some of the stuff that you made and I'm like, all his stuff's brighter than mine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had your, the no cheats cookbook and I'm like, dang, I made that. And like all his like his everything looks all your veggies look better and i'm sure it's because you not you know obviously there's editing but you're getting the best 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 produce right and maybe my bell pepper's been in the free fridge for two days you know and so i'm just like it's true i feel like you you can't i i couldn't commit to that i laugh because i'm like i didn't even think about that but like yeah because you want everything to look good yeah yeah you do you know and i in, in terms of the brightness, I actually have a part of my, my condo here. It's a big garage door wall. <laughs> so there's okay. lots of natural light coming okay. in. Okay. Okay. And so I film over there. And so then, and so the best light for stuff is, is always going to be like natural light. You can try to re um, reproduce that, but I, I can guarantee you, your, your colors will always pop under natural light. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this and you're a blogger, go for the natural light. Okay. Um, you know, Here's some insight from the cookbook. Um, and this is pretty standard too, depending on what you're doing, especially if it's something for like video, the standard recipe, let's say that I post a meal and I say, Hey guys, this is a $10 meal, right? Mm -hmm. That uh -huh. recipe probably cost me 50 bucks. Really? Yeah. That's the average cost of it. Because when you, when you're, are, and, and this is for the cookbook, whenever you look for ingredients, you've got to make sure that they're not like bruised, that they're crisp looking. Um, mm -hmm. Oftentimes whenever you're filming stuff, you have to do swap outs. So okay. uh, we'll make the recipe like ahead of time. And then that okay. way it cuts down the time that we're filming it and we'll just swap okay. it out and, and put it back into the skillet. Most of this stuff from a top down view is made in real time. So that kind of helps out, but that's a, it's a common thing to go ahead and do that. It, it's common, okay. you know, to do swap outs. So you're buying maybe at least two or three of each item just in case something happens in filming, especially with the video. And also you yeah. do stuff just for staging. So, um, right. so the average price is easily $50. I'd, I'd say a good range would be 30 to $50 per recipe. Whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it it's a labor of love, but it's it's something that's super rewarding. And Completely. I also find that recipe writing and recipe blogging and food blogging in general, not only is it therapeutic, but it's a it's an art form. I love I love the old IG where it's easier for me to find a, a lot of the other food food bloggers out there. Yeah. Um, but I love everyone's um, the, you know, the various approaches to things. I do too. Yeah. I do too. How they're telling their story. And I'm very keen to see that. I'm not, and I could tell you the people like who they got that from. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you know whatever. Because I'm always sitting here thinking, like, everybody's like, Malik, you love to cook. You should do a cookbook. And I'm like, I don't have that much in my head, you know? And I, I guess, but you're like, very few people do. I guess a lot of people are hacking things, making things healthier, which I'm glad they're taking the time to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a brilliant idea for you to mm -hmm. do a cookbook. I, I think that, you know, we often discount like how many, you know, if, if people would actually go in and buy that. I think first off, I would buy it. Oh, I think thanks, the yeah. listeners would buy it too, just because w whenever you're cooking, it's not just about, okay, everyone can cook chicken. Yeah. But we're trying to figure out like your creative approach, like right. what, what's going to be different about yours or even the photography or even the storytelling. True. Oftentimes it's not just the recipe, but it's also the story behind it. That's um, true. Okay. Don't <laughs> before you, because I don't want to run out of time. I want to talk about this book, Fit yeah. Men Cook. A uh, 100 plus, 100 plus, that's a lot of money, Kevin, 100 plus meal prep recipes <laughs> for men and women, always hashtag healthy AF, never boring. Um, I bought your book, no, no Cheese Needed, uh, four years ago. I already, I think I pre-ordered this book here. And I think it said May or March or something, May. Um, how did this current book come to fruition? You know, how long did it take you to get this done? And I want to know like what we sort of can look forward to. And I'm super curious. I'll tell you what I'm curious about. And then you choose what you want to tell us. Mm -hmm. Super curious about the grocery list. I, you said you got grocery list, which I need. Um, and the 10 commandments of meal prep, which I just, I'm a horrible meal prepper. Yeah. So how did this book come to fruition? And then what do you want to tell us? Yeah. So this book is basically, I've basically written this book for the past six years as a blogger. Mm -hmm. Um, no cheese needed was something different. It was just taking the recipes that were already online and putting them into a book so that we would look okay. at them. And okay. it was a really cool, like passion project that I was able okay. to do. This okay. one is actually my first real cookbook. So these are things that people have not seen with awesome. a few, like maybe 20, 25% of them being some fan favorites. Okay. And so what I wanted to do with this cookbook was to take all the different lessons that I learned from, from the followers and put them into one cohesive book. So that's why the first part of the book, it talks a little bit about, it talks a lot about my journey, how I got here, the different pitfalls to healthy eating, and then the 10 commandments of meal prep. And the 10 commandments of meal prep are just basically based off of emails and messages from, from okay. people about how, how they can simplify this process. So I thought, well, what is a creative way that I can get people to kind of ease their way into this lifestyle. So I came up with the 10 commandments of things that you have to know okay. um, about like meal prepping, thou shall save time, thou shall uh, you know, multitask, mm. um, not waste food and their tips throughout. Okay. So, so it, this has been something that's been a labor of love. You know, the funny thing about, about the book, I just realized this is that I actually wrote this book about two and a half years ago. Okay. So it's just not coming out today. Um, <laughs> And it's going back through the recipes. It's just, it's amazing to see how much I've kind of grown. Even yes. this time I was like, oh, why'd I do this? I can't <laughs> why'd you? Oh my God, I can't believe you did this, Cam. But yeah. I, I still stand behind the book, but it's just as a creative yes. person, you're always so critical. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. But, you, but you love it at the same time. I get it. If you're just starting out building your small business, you might be freaked out with all the business admin stuff you have to figure out. My advice is, and this might sound a little harsh to hear, but nobody owes you any answers. It's up to you to summon the resilience and resources to get your paperwork sorted and keep it sorted. Although I'm leaning in with some tough love, our sponsor FreshBooks is anything but tough to use, that is. You see, FreshBooks makes cloud accounting software that's so ridiculously easy to use, 
even for those of you that are intimidated by numbers. You can create and send a professional looking invoice in about 30 seconds. When you connect FreshBooks to your bank account, it will generate expense reports from what you charge to your credit or debit cards. Is that not going to make make tax time a million times easier for you? FreshBooks can also show you exactly when a client has looked at your invoice after you've sent the email. Oh, and you can automate late payment reminders when a client hasn't paid you on time. You can check out FreshBooks free for 30 days without a credit card, which is really rare. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com backslash my taught you and enter my taught you in the how did you hear about a section. Okay, so you look back on this and you're just like, I'm the same way. Like I, I'll do things from like two years ago and I'm just so embarrassed. Like, oh my God, I, I talk like that? But <laughs> you did this two years ago and things, I'm certain things have changed, but I, I'm really looking forward to the book because with trying to keep up with everything on Instagram, I know that I'm missing things. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't share everything that's in the book. Well, first off, the stuff that's in the book has not been shared on Instagram yet. Perfect. So these are things that, you know, that are brand new recipes. Okay. About 25% of them of the hundred mm-hmm. are like fan favorites. And that was because the publisher really wanted that because the, there are, there are two different worlds out there too. There's the one in the social yeah. world where I, where I really exist. And then the traditional. So this is like kind of like my, my bridge between the two. It so makes perfect sense. That. Yeah. And, and I would hope that the people that still follow me on social would go out and um and actually buy the book and support it. We're we're doing really well so far, so far okay. so good with, with the pre-orders. We need you know we're really trying to get those numbers up. Um, I, I'll talk a little bit too about the artwork behind the book. You know, okay. one thing that was really important for me was just to have my presence in there, and I'll tell you for two reasons. Um, the first reason is like I'm known for videos. So I didn't want just some static images of a food. I wanted them to be action shots. So I really was working heavily with the stylist. I was there every single day for two weeks as we took all of these photos. Really? And I was there in the, oh yeah, I was there directing there and in, in the actual photos, putting my hands there. Let's put this. And, and it was funny. She said that, she said that, that this was one of her favorite projects um, because I told her to be messy. In the oh, said, awesome. I said, I don't want, it's like, you keep, th- this lady does all this stuff for like Neiman Marcus, for Williamson. Oh, all yeah. I said, no, I want crumbs on <laughs> the table. I want you to spill this sauce. I want this to look like I did it, but also people at home do it because there's a lot of beauty too in, in just the messiness of it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, and just the rawness. So that was one thing that I really wanted to, to convey. And the second thing, you know, culturally, I just, <laughs> this was, and, and my publisher got this too. I don't think that they, they maybe got it, um, you know, in, in quite the same way, but it was really important to me too, just to show, show my presence in the book as an African-American, yeah. um, showing them hands. I said, I want my hands in these photos. Kevin, there's too much hands. I don't think so. There's not enough of <laughs> you me. You're going to see these hands, okay? You will see these hands. <laughs> all throughout this book, because I want people to know, I, I, I also, you know, with the rate of diabetes and heart disease being, you know, mm-hmm. the highest within black and brown communities, um, and me just kind of being like a singular per se in this field, um, I just wanted to make sure that that was not, that that didn't fall on deaf ears. And that that was not ignored. Um, 
and I'd love to see us portrayed in different lights. Yeah. And cooking I... has been something that, you know, maybe has been seen as, as much more feminine and also healthy cooking. It's just there's there's not too many of us. So we're always talking about soul food and high, you know, higher calorie southern food and things like that, which are mm-hmm. all great. Um, but, but I wanted to see that presence here in the book as well. Yeah, it, it look, I'm excited. I can't wait to um, to get mine. Like, like I said, I, I'm counting down. It's a little under a month. Um, I do want to get to some of my questions from Instagram. You, yep. you are very popular amongst my um, following. And I think I've got some fun questions. So I've got about five. So okay. question number one is, what do you believe is the most underrated vegetable? Most underrated. Uh, what are we sleeping on? Hmm. Exit. Cause I eat so, so many of them. Um, <laughs> you know, th- this is a good question. The, the, the one that I think is, is really underrated would probably be zucchini. Okay. And I know that people are up on the, are, are up on the whole like zoodle craze, but I think that, we forget first off how like hydrating zucchini is. It's okay. got a ton of water and it's really easy to incorporate into recipes. So a lot of people out there, they say they hate vegetables. Well, zucchini is one of those things that it's a vegetable. It's got tons of benefits, but it doesn't really have like a strong taste. So it's really easy to hide okay. into recipe. But I think a lot of people just miss that. Um, one of the things that kind of blew my mind is I, I made up this, um, this smoothie bowl um, a couple months ago and posted it and it was one of those decadent like acai bowls you know that people mm-hmm. like but instead of it being high in sugar the base was actually the zucchini really? and you can't taste it so it's very filling and it and it and it provide volume but it didn't compete with the sugars from the fruit it just made wow. it plentiful okay and I it was lower in sugar that way and, 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 and so similarly, it can do the same thing whenever you're doing like a savory recipe, adding in a bunch of zucchini can make it much more hearty. So that way, you know, like you'll get fuller, but yeah. you're also getting the, you know, the benefits of the zucchini. That's, that's awesome. Okay. And I, I do love zucchini. Someone says, I struggle with cauliflower rice. Yeah. Are there any other rice replacements? <sighs> yeah. Um, any other rice replacements? Well, yeah. I don't really think I don't know why people call it cauliflower rice. It's just like it's cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> this is broken that. cauliflower. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's deal with that then first. Let's okay. let's talk about the way that you can prepare it. So, in the book, I've got this basic AF cauliflower rice recipe, and okay. <laughs> a lot of people just put it in there raw. I like to basically cook mine up in a um, in a skillet with a little bit of olive oil and garlic and season and season it. And that makes it much more okay. enjoyable. Um, so okay. if you're just eating it raw, that may be like one of the reasons why um, there's nothing wrong okay. with treating it kind of like its own, like separate like recipe and doctoring it up. some. just, you know, watch out for some of the mm-hmm. sodium and the Lowry's um, <laughs> in terms of another rice replacement. One thing, and I'm guessing she's talking about that's low carb. I've yes. been um, a big fan of the Miracle Noodles, of the shirataki noodles. Now, really? they have, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's made from like, several of them are made from different things, but one's made from tofu. Another one is made from the yam starch. But they all are essentially the, you know, the exact same thing. Zero, zero carb or very low carb noodles. But they actually have a rice one now. It's, it's called Miracle Rice. And it's, they, oh. it's basically noodles, but they've chopped them up into rice. You okay. can get those at a lot of grocery stores. 
Um, well, actually, well, not a lot, but just select grocery stores. You know the ones okay. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and and that is a and that is a pretty good one. Um, it okay. gives you the texture of rice, but it's also pretty filling without all the bloat and the calories. Plus, it's easy on the digestive system too. So okay. if that's something that you've been struggling with, then then look into that. Okay. Uh, but there, I okay, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Uh, I haven't seen too many other vegetables that have been turned into rice. I know that people are now trying to do like this, um, this broccoli cauliflower, uh, right. like craze, and that's just dreadful to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you may see it on my Instagram just because I've got a. I know it's a trend right now, so I'm gonna show people right. that it's just it's not as enjoyable. Here's okay. the thing about rice. First off, why are you avoiding it? Okay. So unless you've got like some gluten allergy and something like that, um, then, you know, or, or there's other things wrong with it, then, I mean, like with you and, and digesting rice, then I would say like to stay away from it. But there's nothing wrong with carbs. There's nothing right. wrong. And the carbs are not all the same. So you've got the simple and you've got the complex. Of course, right. I'm going to advocate for you to go with those complex ones a lot more. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the brown rice. You can also do some long grain jasmine rice, mm -hmm. which is amazingly fragrant and aromatic. Same thing with, with basmati. In yeah. fact, if you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, then that's what you need to be doing. That, that should be your next yes. challenge. What, yeah. One thing that I would do is that each week I would give myself a brand new challenge. And I would okay. find one food just to try out brand new yep. and do that with vegetables and do that with, with carbs. Yeah. And you could be trying out jasmine, basmati, um, bulgur wheat, farro, um, all of those different grains to find yeah. out which one you actually like and keep the portions small. You're just tasting it. Right. And one way that you can enjoy your rice is what I like to do going back mm -hmm. to, you know, to the secret vegetable again, zucchini. Roast some, roast some um, zucchini and some red onion, maybe, you know, in a big mm. pan, and then okay. incorporate your small serving of rice with that and mix it together. And such a that. good idea. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Um, I, I got a couple more. I feel like you answered one of my questions. Yep. So I, I didn't realize how many people are just absolutely curious about your, um, your status of. of do you, are you with someone? So, um, they're like, uh, but the question that I like is that would a significant other have to have a healthy lifestyle? So answering the latter question, yes, but not in the way that most people may think. Okay. Um, I'm not attracted to like, you know, fitness models and, and Got like, so super, okay. um, because I just, well, first off, I, uh, cause I come from the South. And yeah, so right. I've always had something, you know, like to grab onto a little bit of something. You know, <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna have a whole bunch, but I'm also just, I, right. I, that's just my, you know, my thing. Right. Um, at the this current time, yes, I am single. I, I thought that I, I would. I feel so glad to be able to get that out of you, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm I haven't, single. I haven't talked about that before. Yeah, <laughs> private, because I, I feel like the private life yes. should be kept private. And and I tell you what, here's a spoiler for, for your readers, you'll. Uh, since I wrote the book um, about two years ago, mm -hmm. I actually had part of the dedication um, to my to my bay in okay. there, <laughs> I that out. and I had to write to my future bay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> right, future bay, I'm talking to you. My future bay, and and, and the future bay, 
mm-hmm. it, you know, you should read that. Maybe it's, it, I think it could be in the preview, you know, that I sent you, but it's okay. basically just, um, it describes the type of life that I want. Oh, wow. I have okay. to, I didn't, I was, I asked someone in my office today, did my advance come? Because I'm like, come on. But I think it, it's on the way. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but they, they don't have to be like a fitness model, but you would yeah. like to be with them with a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. You know what I'm most um, attracted to? Two things. Um, you can make me laugh. Ooh. Like I love to laugh. Yes. I just, I just love it. And then the second thing is being ambitious and passionate about something. Yeah. That's always been a sticky point in the relationships that I've been yeah. in because um, like I, 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 I dig that she may be really into what I'm doing and, and, and like that, but I want to know what you're passionate about. And I want to be able for you to like bring me into your world. And yeah. I want to be there cheering you on. I, I want to be the loudest dude in the room. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Get <laughs> yeah, it, babe. That's, you know, that's what right. I want. And I want to be yeah. able to talk about your friends and call them whack to you. Your yeah. friends suck. You know, <laughs> right. I, I, I want all that. Um, yeah. And yeah. and unfortunately, it hasn't worked out right now. And and um, the reality is, too, is like the, with the schedule being the way it is and so busy, that it has kind of taken like a back burner. But that is that is a goal that only God knows. Um, it's, yeah. That, if 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 there was n- if I, you I hate to out there, you gotta put yourself yeah. out there. You you're busy, but you cannot take your love life off the table. That is what someone told yeah. me as a very busy someone who is even busier than me, um, entrepreneur yeah. told me that. And I also similar to your list, like I made this list of what I was looking for. And it's so interesting that you and I said the same thing. And I think because of the type of people we are, I said. I want to be with someone that loves something more than they love me, which mm. some people are just like, oh, but it's like, I, you've got to, something's got to fire you up and get you out of the door. Almost right. like, like rushing past me because I get like that sometimes like, oh my God, I got to go. Yeah. I got an idea. And I, I, I want to see that in someone and I want someone to respect that in me, you know? Yeah. So Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. right on. Wow. Very well, well put. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to say, don't take your love life off the table. Um, and now that we know what you're looking for, maybe you'll find someone. Maybe somebody will slide in your DMs. You never know, Kevin. Hey. Um, <laughs> so before we go, and, and you can you can tell me if you want to even touch this or not. Um, keto thoughts. Do you have any? Do you have any keto <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I did a keto challenge um, about a year ago just to okay. do it myself just so I could become more competent did it for about eight to ten weeks oh really um, went yeah it went very well it's on YouTube you can see that it's my transformation okay. picture on there and and also okay. the diet and my thoughts on it here's where I am with keto today I think that keto is I'm I don't subscribe to it I don't I don't endorse this whole idea that keto is a lifelong lifestyle unless you have kind of like a sensitivity to carbs or like you're you're like diabetic to be quite honest okay. i think that keto can serve a really good purpose if you're trying to slim down for something for short-term goals for a photo shoot for an event i think that it can mm-hmm. be really helpful but okay. I, you know this whole idea of cutting out almost an entire food group and and doing that just i mean for what for right. what i mean like if you really if you really get down to the, you know, to the heart of the matter. Why are you doing this right. to look like someone on Instagram to look like the company? And I'm not discounting that because I understand and I've been there 
And, and, and I'm telling you that if you want to go ahead and do that, that's fine. But I can guarantee that you may end up back at square one eventually, even if you do a good keto run for about two or three years. Really? The same people that talk about, oh, I'm ketoed out are the same ones that slide into my DMs and be like, hey, how, how did you transition? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and because there is, a, because there, listen, I think that we have an entire world here full of amazing foods and different cuisines. And I don't think that God will put us here and say, you can't eat it. No, right. it's all about being able to enjoy the fullness of life. Right. And, but it's doing so in the right, in the right way, in the right portions, moderation. in a conscious way, and, and moderation in the way that you prepare the foods. So you can have a fullness. It's just that, you know, keto is great. Mm-hmm. Again, you, I need, think you should talk to your doctor before you do it. Make okay. sure that you can digest fats very well. If you yeah. don't digest fats at all and you know that you don't digest fats, then don't do keto. Okay. Um, but it, it does, it can serve a really good purpose. Um, for the long term, though, and from a lifetime standpoint, I think it would be really hard to manage. And I think that you would end up kind of binging out on some yeah. things. I don't think that it's what that's what it's meant to be, unless, again, you are diabetic. And, and, and then maybe so I would still tell you to maybe do paleo instead of keto. Paleo. Got it. It's kind of restrictive. Got it. Kevin, I appreciate you taking and making the time for me today. Um, I'm not going to hold you any longer, but, um, everywhere the book is out December 4th. Yes. <laughs> and we can find you at Fitman cook everywhere. Yes. Anything and the else? Book is available anywhere books are sold. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. <laughs>